Welcome to the Real Talk Weekly Podcast, where we discuss news, culture, life, and dive into deep conversations about our faith. Here's your host, Alan Reed. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the weekly Real Talk Podcast. I'm Alan Reed, host of the show, here with the rest of the gang. What's up? Hey. Hi. And uh, this is the week before Thanksgiving. You yeah. guys ready? Yeah. Who's heading out of town? Anyone heading out of town? <laughs> nope. Oh. Staying close. We are yep. too. We're yeah. staying. Awesome. Honestly, we don't even have our plans. I was, I was encouraging. Oh. <laughs> I was encouraging hand raising. Well, anyone? Is like anyone else going out of town? <laughs> Actually, we're staying home. We kind of do. A, we flip things around every year. So. so let's begin with our icebreaker. Um, if you could get rid of any staple Thanksgiving food, what would it be? I'll go first. This may be hard. Stuffing. Stuffing. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Get rid of it. It is just gooey, mm-hmm. gross. I used to think that. You used to think that and you became like cultured? Is that what you're trying to tell me? No, I found out it was my mom's stuffing. Oh. Yeah, sorry, mom. She's not listening. Yeah, it wasn't very good. But yeah, stuffing, get rid of it because I don't don't understand the purpose of it. Like what's the purpose of stuffing? Because now you don't even stuff the turkey with the stuffing. Mm -hmm. It defeats the purpose. Yeah, but is... It's flavorful. No, it's not. Um, Stop you haven't had good stuffing. Um, maybe you post maybe you've been eating with, Alan's mom's stuffing. Yeah, I've tried maybe multiple your mom stuffings. Just makes horrible. But have no. you tried dressing? Both of those <laughs> gravy. I gravy helps everything. Well, what's the point of having Save. something? You got to put gravy on it. Gravy on it. Well, the goal of Thanksgiving is Get to, to yes. yeah. hibernate. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Preparation. It's to look at ads that come out for Black Friday deals. Yeah. yeah. After you've enjoyed a good meal, and then take a nap. And you take a nap. Well, Black Friday started in September, so that's it's true. It's starting early now. Early this year. Yeah, it's so mm, weird. Mine would be either cranberry sauce or candied yams. No, you get to say one. No, yeah, you have to you say can. one, and it better not be candied yams, or I'm, we're going to fight. Uh, it's cranberry sauce. Okay, good. It would be. Yeah, That'd be my number one. Yams. Cranberry sauce is just like what is that? It's See, not jelly. But that, I feel like that's a northern thing. I think homemade cranberry sauce is different from what we are used to. It is, but can I tell you a secret? I like the. The jiggly can stuff better than homemade. That has like the rim, yeah. like the imprint of the can. Well, yeah, because you slice you... it where those little imprints are, and that's how you know you're it's making perfected. <laughs> uh, yeah. My friend Shannon mm. makes it's like a Shannon, burger, listen, but not. Give you a word out, shout out. Um, word out. She makes a cranberry jalapeno salsa. <laughs> Gross. Ew. No, it's so good. What is it called? Cranberry jalapeno salsa. I'd try that with fresh cranberries and fresh jalapenos. And what it chip is, do you eat it with? We use triscuits. But it's hmm. so, so it's not a salsa. It's so good. Mm. It's, it's more so like a good. relish. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. delicious. That's all that matters. Christmas relish. Yeah, but it's spicy. <laughs> it's so good. Is hmm. there such a thing as Christmas relish? Now there is. Now yes. there is. That's yeah. what we're calling it. Cranberry Branded. jalapeno Christmas relish. Things that have kind of snuck their way into patent pending. Why don't you like yams? What's wrong with you? You're un-American. Wait, no, 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 no. Yeah, he said he, he doesn't like cranberry one. sauce. Yes. He chose the other one. I chose, yes. But he wanted to choose yams. Well, what, is, what, what do you say? Yeah, what's your rebuttal? So, Because I thought you were going to say candied I yams. No, I love candied yams. That's oh. my favorite. Okay. Like, I wish you could have candied yams like all year long. And you not can. Be, actually, no. I know you can. <laughs> and secretly, I don't I do. know how to tell um, you this, pal. But most people don't. They just eat them at, at the holidays. I'm like, why? This is such a great food. Eat it all the time. What's your. What would I get rid of? Yeah. So I would, <laughs> you know me, He's breaking gonna the rules. He's going to say turkey. I would cheat and say get rid of pecan pie because you still have pumpkin pie and apple pie on the menu. Oh, See, oh I no, would we be don't do you, apple pie. I don't like pecans. So there so you, you. Do you like pecans? Yeah. 
You have pecan. Oh, please don't start that allergy trauma. or no, it's I just, pecan. I just don't prefer nut pies or nut breads. Or <laughs> See, anything. it's like the gooey caramely part for me. That's what I really like about that. So, pie. Oh, okay. I was so like, you would keep pecan pie. Oh yeah. Yeah. What would you? What would you drop? Three out? pies at Thanksgiving are pumpkin, pecan, and sweet potato. I would get rid of candied yams because no. for me, Thanksgiving. You got turkey. You have to have mashed potatoes. Why yeah. would I need two potato variations? True. I just need homemade mashed potatoes. Wait, one yams is savory, or potatoes? Kind yeah. of. And one is sweet. They're really? both a starchy food. Aren't they like, isn't it just a sweet potato? Yeah, basically. I have no idea. I think they're, they're the, same the same color. I'm, I'm assuming they are the same thing. I'll Google, I'll Google it right here. <laughs> Google, Google it. Google it. I'll Google it. I think they're the same, same thing. Yeah, uh, it filled it in for me. Let's see. It, they're actually different. Yes. They are? I thought, they I are. thought technically they were different. They're also called yams, in effect. So sweet, yeah. yeah. Okay, good. We were right. So then. sweet potatoes and yams are the exact same thing. Yeah. Yes. Is the yam the sweet version? See, don't tell us that you don't learn something potato? here. So you, you, would, you, would, you love sweet potato pie, but you would get rid of yams. Mm-hmm. I like enjoy sweet potatoes. I just don't need it's the a yams. sweet <laughs> thing that's like dessert-like oh, so on good. my plate. They're so good. Okay, hold up. So are you like sweet potatoes? Do you like the more savory side or like super sweet? Are you super me? sweet. Yeah, just anybody. Super I go sweet. back and sweet. forth. I like them both ways. Sweet. They're Fine. both terrible. Your answer. Well, I love. I love to I get. I didn't realize it was a trick question. The trick question was sweet potatoes are terrible. You know I when love to go get a steak in a cake. They're delicious. I love to go uh, get a steak at a restaurant with a loaded sweet potato, and it's fantastic. No. Loaded sweet potato. Yeah. Ew. Weird. All it is is a sweet potato with butter, cinnamon, and sugar on it. Oh, okay. That's all it is. It doesn't have like bacon. When you say loaded, I'm like bacon. Yeah. It's time for the dish. All right. Let's uh, (laughs) let's go over the dishes. (laughs) We just talked about the dishes. No. Stop being difficult. (laughs) (laughs) Who wants to go first with their dish? We're not going to do a rundown. We're just going to go straight into it. Um, yes, because I can't remember what all of them are. <laughs> okay, I well, think there was a Christmas story that was out. I'll, I'll go first. That's I'll go me. first. I need okay. to be last before we get to our main topic, I think. Okay. Yeah, probably. Um, I'm going to go first because mine. I just want to get politics out of the way here. Get it out. Um, oh, so this past Tuesday, or last Tuesday, last week, a week ago from today's recording, or <laughs> today's airing. Wow, math. <laughs> the fact that we record early <coughs> yeah, and then release early the next week really makes it messy for us to talk about what's actually happening. Anyway, so uh, election season, right? Um, so apparently in, in Louisiana, I'm going to butcher this Louisiana. Name. I'm going to butcher this, this both of these, so the city name and the, the winner. Um, Bogalusa, is looks, that right? It looks right to me. It looks like it. Bogalusa um, had an election for mayor. And I don't know if you all have seen... Parks and Recreation. Oh, yeah. yeah. Who has? Yeah. Oh, for yeah, sure. I've seen it. So if I say Ice Town, does everyone understand what I'm saying? Uh-huh. No. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen a lot. Of okay. I'll get to oh, it. Oh, yeah. In I've second. seen it. Yeah. I've but seen it. the winner of the mayor mayoral election was a 23 year old man named Tyron True Wrong. That's a scary last name. True Wrong. True, wrong. Oh my gosh, mm, that's, that's the depths to that. <laughs> True and wrong. Um, it's not a surprise he became a politician. Yeah, <laughs> Good got him. Thank you. Got him. Anyways, so the the sad thing is, well, mm-hmm. th- it's interesting that a twenty three year old won. Yeah, yeah. But what were you doing at twenty three? Right. Yeah, you know, like, it's more sad that people voted for him. Yeah. So, 
it's sad to look at the the amount of votes that they had for mayoral election. Uh, I think the total was three thousand one hundred eleven votes oh, no. total. Um, but the incumbent was mayor since twenty fourteen, so they had been on two terms Whoa. and they lost to a twenty three year old. But it gets worse. Oh. He was only he was only fifteen at the time. When- the incumbent got last place. Mm. And wow. lost to someone else above them. Wow. Dang. So they, but they're. He must the, have been really good. That mayor must have been doing a really bad <laughs> yeah. job. So the I did, people I did of Bogalusa some, are not happy. Yeah, I did some deep dive into Bogalusa and apparently is one of the highest rated crime <gasps> percentages in the United States. I would get out they of there said if I was that old. one in 17 mayor. people are, <gasps> I guess, a victim? Victims of crimes. This isn't even like okay. I just looked up the population of Bogalusa, thinking it's what 10, is this 000. population like? Five people? No, ten thousand five hundred sixty-nine. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, so that's pretty good. They have like thirty percent. Thirty percent turnout okay. for voting is. Uh, but this begs the question: Do you think Tyron is going to open Ice Town? Pretty much. So to give you some background, Alan. Thank you. In the show that. Parks and Rec, mm-hmm. um, oh, what's his name? Adam. I, in real life. Yeah, his name's Adam, but what's his name in the matter. show? Anyways, uh, Leslie Nope's husband. Wow. Spoilers. spoilers. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, was elected mayor as like a 16-year-old, I think. Yeah. And uh, opened, spent the whole money or the town's money on a theme park called Ice Town. Mm. And Made then bankrupt the, Good idea. the yeah. town. <laughs> awesome. Ben Wyatt. Ben Wyatt. Ben, Thank you, Ben right, Wyatt. Right. I had to Google it because I couldn't remember either. Yeah. I had it there for a second and I lost it. Um, so, Tyron, learn from your predecessors on TV and don't open Ice Town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's other things you could open up that would be like how official. how bad do you have to be as a mayor to lose that badly? Listen, yeah, I don't know. Close. I'm not going to say that mayor is bad. I'm going to say that town is messed up. <laughs> Just anyways, if you have a chance of becoming a victim in one in seventeen. Um, the town's probably not great as a whole. Well, in 1990, so. the town's population was 14,000, and it has had a steady decline. It's probably the crime rate. Probably. Yeah. So sure. here, you, here's to Tyron. Hopefully, hopefully you fix that problem. Yeah. We're behind you rooting here for in Rogers, you. Arkansas. We're rooting for rooting you. Rooting for you, true yeah. wrong. True, true wrong. There's true. a TV show there. Never know. True, true, wrong, true, true wrong. wrong. Might be the future president. Never know. I feel like I'm having a stroke trying to say his last name. <laughs> <coughs> true Anyways. Wrong. There's your election news. Hot news. Election headquarters. It is fascinating. True wrong is like the guy who names his dog Stay. And you're like, come here, Stay. Come here, Stay. And the dog can't figure out what he's supposed to do. My yeah, dog doesn't listen anyways. So. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right, moving on. Yes. Merry Christmas, everyone. Yes. Anybody have their Christmas tree up already? Nope. No, no. I'm, I'm trying to. Christmas lights are going up in our neighborhood. I'm trying to go slower because yeah. we went too fast last year with the decorations, and then like come like halfway through December, you're kind of like it lost its luster mm-hmm. before even Christmas happens. So not we're good trying to you like, love Christmas. I love Christmas. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, we don't do ours till the day after Thanksgiving. It's a rule. Yeah, we're the same. It's a rule, and we, it shall not be broken. It's a good rule. We did just put our Thanksgiving wreath out though. Oh, interesting. We have wreaths that go on our front. Isn't that like a cornucopia? No, ours is a really pretty one. We got it from cornucopias can be pretty. A girl who used to go to church here. When I think of cornucopia now, all I can think of is Hunger Games. Yeah. Oh yeah, that ruined it. 
Yeah. All so right. much death. Anyways, um, <laughs> a Christmas story, arguably one of the greatest Christmas films Is ever that made. The, You'll shoot your eye out. Yes, yes, Ralphie. Ralphie. Precious little Ralphie. With the Red Rider so BB sweet. gun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How long ago do you think that movie came out? I, it was in the 70s. No, it was 80s. I think it was probably earlier 80s. than that. I think it was 40 years ago. No, it's been, it was like in the 60s or 70s. I think, no, no, no. no. It, it's later than you think it is. Trust me. I'm going to guess, since you asked, yeah. since you said guess, let's see, I'm going to say it's uh, 55 years ago. Okay. Which would be what year? Um, <laughs> math. That Quick. would be 65, 1965. I'm... Yeah, I, that math <laughs> checks out. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> well, sure. now you approved. <laughs> I'm not going to answer because I Googled it. Oh, uh, wow. I'm going to say 1982. Which is how many years ago? 40. Okay. We've waited 39 years. Oh! For a sequel to one of the greatest movies ever made. So. Christmas movies that. ever made. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I, don't I wouldn't know. say it's a, one of the greatest <laughs> movies ever made. No, it's not. But it is very nostalgic. So they just released the trailer. And it is the same actor. He's all grown now. And so the yeah. same guy who played Ralphie when he Which was a little kid. Which is super kid. bizarre looking, Yeah, by it the is. Way. Yes. He doesn't look like what he, what I thought he was going to grow up to look like. It's a little scary, <laughs> actually. It's a little frightening. We're yeah. way cuter as kids, and then we grow up, and <laughs> yeah. it's like, Ugh. Speak for yourself. Um, <laughs> anyways. Yeah, he actually is kind of disturbing looking. Um, hey, but he got an actor. You know what? Here we are, though. Full circle. So... Um, this time I'm not spoiling anything. The trailer comes out. He's doing Christmas without his father. Yes. So his dad is one of the best characters in that movie. So it'll be interesting to see how they, I think probably, probably. I think his mom is still alive. We're trying to tell a happy story here and you had to bring death. Well, I just trying I'm thinking why he probably wasn't in the movie. This, that makes sense. He was. A, he seemed really old. He's, he's <laughs> passed away in the one. movie, so he was yeah. probably like 35 whenever he made. So the movie. I don't are know. Your, are your old. expectations that this will be a good movie? Uh, here's the problem. It's only being released on HBO Max, which makes me think no. Yeah. So yeah. I do have that issue with it. My hopes are there because I really do love that movie, and I think they've kept a lot of the same. Um, like concepts from the original movie. So there's a lot of like the same lines that were funny, but just being used as an adult now. So I do appreciate that there's some continuity between the two, but we'll see. Anyways, it starts streaming. Let's see. Uh, November 17th. Okay. So like next week. So a week from today. Which is the day that. (laughs) No, not when it airs, when we're recording. Oh, snap. We just like do a recording where we just watch it. But, but hey, didn't Eight Bit Christmas only come out on HBO Max? I think so, and I that was, was really great. good. I thought it was really was good. Great. So maybe we'll there's some hope. We get we'll HBO see. Max free with our cable or with our internet subscription, so I'll totally check it out. Yep. And so you're aware, old man Parker Darren McGavin did pass away in 2006. Yep. Oh wow, that was That's a long time ago. Yeah, mm. How I'm many telling years? you, 16. Yeah, yep. Mass. <laughs> he right. was old in the first one. Yeah. So everybody, check out that movie. Hopefully it's good. Hopefully We're not putting our stamp of approval Wait, on yeah. it. Wait, <laughs> yeah. I have no idea. HBO Max is kind of bad sometimes, so. Uh, I bet you this movie is going to be G. You think? No. You don't think so? PG. 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 I don't know. In the first movie, he said a lot of bad words. He did. Well, he had his tongue stuck to a pole. What would no, you say? No, that's a different. That was a different kid. That was a different kid. But oh. here's the thing. Sandlot he didn't had a say lot of any of them, though. Oh, that's true. And he everybody grew up watching movie. Sandlot thinking it was a great it was a, it was a great movie. movie, and it, it was, was like. Movie. What do you mean? Was a great? No, movie. I'm so. I mean, it still, it is still a great checks movie. out. 
but it's PG. It's rated PG. It's already rated. So like, there you go. I hope his little brother's in it. But the thing is, I did love his brother. I I did never realize the language that was in Sandlot until I was doing student ministry and I was driving, uh, not driving, riding on a tour bus, and that movie got put on, and all of a sudden I'm wildly, vividly aware of the cursing that's happening. It's on the, the TVs it's the in the curse students of the that 80s. I'm leading. I'm like, nope. It's a game of baseball in the 80s. We've discussed this, and we discussed it last week, too, about how the 80s was kind of like a yeah wild, wild west when it came to like yeah. swear words of yeah. MPG movies. I had a favorite movie growing up, and I showed it to my kids. I'm like, oh. Yeah. You say it, Alan. What Meatballs. Was? I've never, never seen saw it. That. Oh, it's funny. I don't even. It's funny. <laughs> it's funny. I have to say it. Never this, even heard of it. Don't let your kids watch it. It's not. I mean, it was PG. <laughs> I think back then, but it was really. But also, it's different. Um, thirteen. Was it? That was nineteen seventy nine with Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Was that twins? No, no. Oh. This is well. They this are is, not. Uh, so. Bill Murray and Meatballs. Funny no, movie. I'm talking about different Murray. movies. Oh, you're talking about twins? Yeah, twins. Yeah, they were in a twins. Yeah, that was. And that movie's PG, and it is bad. <laughs> yeah, like. Cursing and stuff like that. You need to so. watch more 80s movies, I guess. 80s, yeah. yeah. And there was a. You got away with a lot more. Yeah. All, All right. we watch in our house is VeggieTales. James, you're yeah. up, man. <laughs> sure. Okay, this sure, is to sure, me. Jan. This to me is the ultimate. And I. This one's funny. I laughed so hard. This I told my wife funny. about this last night because we were talking about what we're going to talk about today. And uh, I got permission to share something later. But. Um, I read this article and I just couldn't help myself. I said, this has to go into. This has to go. This has to go into what we're talking (laughs) about today. So the title of the headline is my in-laws defied our one household rule. So I called the police on them. Oh my. Right. I'm like, so your in-law, her in-laws, this woman, literally, I'm going to paraphrase the article, but basically. And then she writes an article. She writes an article about it. Wait. So this is the lady that called the police on her parents. On her, her husband's parents. Oh, okay. Yeah, not just her parents. That's I guess it in-laws? depends on what the oh, rule no. yeah. that was broken. She called was. it on her in-laws. So okay, yeah. yeah, and it's Continue. so crazy. So I want to start off by prefacing, you know, that uh, my wife and I went through premarital counseling before we got married, and I think it was literally the best thing ever. Okay, because I believe that that has saved us from so many arguments and so much discord that you see a lot of married couples have. Right, and it's especially for us, we were older when we got married. Um, like I was in my thirties, she was in her late twenties kind of a thing. And so, uh, it just, it was huge to like, we had already kind of been set in our ways a little bit. And so for us to do that premarital counseling, and one of the things they talked about in premarital counseling was kind of some setting some boundaries for your family. And then like as a team setting those boundaries and then sticking together. Right. Mm-hmm. And so this couple is a huge like example of that in one of the funniest ways possible. So this couple basically set a rule. Um, she says, I, my husband and I have a very strict rule that if you don't call, text, or do something to let us know before you try to come to our house, you can't come in. Aww. And and they it has been a rule since they got married, and it, is, it applies to both sides of their family because they don't just want random visitors. They don't just want people coming in and interrupting their lives and their busy lives and all that. I have a theory. And so um, oh, no. we're not Conspiracy. here to judge these people. We're here to laugh at what they did. <laughs> I'm okay. already um, judging okay, them. Yeah, I have just a theory. I want to hear the whole story. So, so, whole so basically, um, mom, here's a knock at the door, right? And, yep. Hello? <laughs> We're reenacting this. Um, okay. So, oh, oh, let's do it. Let's say, all right. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> so um, she, she goes to the door, and it's her in-laws standing there, but they hadn't called, they hadn't texted, they hadn't notified 
mom that they were showing up. So she says, my husband isn't home. So at this point, I called him to see if they had, you know, <laughs> they asked. At the door. Like, hold on, oh, hold on a second. Check and see hey, did your in. parents call and ask if uh, they could come over? Nope. Okay, cool. So basically they hadn't. They were trying to visit their granddaughter who oh was not even at home, right? So they clearly came to visit. And the person they were coming to visit wasn't even there. So she says to her in-laws, hey, you're not allowed to come over unless you call or text or let us know ahead of time. So you need to leave. I am not <laughs> pleased with these people. Just, so I think it's hilarious. Uh, so the father-in-law instantly gets mad because he's like, yeah, we drove for over an hour he has every right to see to. our granddaughter and they should be allowed in. But the granddaughter wasn't even in there, first of all. And had they called ahead of time, they would have known that and would have wasted Gilmore that Girls. hour. Yeah, it is. So, um, <laughs> so there was no getting past the angry mother who refused to let them in because they didn't call before they did it. So she said at this point, her husband comes home. And his parents think, oh, well, now that our son's home, he'll let us in. Nope. Wow. Son oh, says, nope, word. you need to leave. Oh, man. You're trespassing. That's the best part. He looks at his parents and says, you're, tresp- you're trespassing. Oh, my gosh. And reminds them of the rule and says they have to leave. They refuse. So guess what happens? They call the police. They're Dude. psycho. Yeah. Dude. That's crazy. Like, they said, hey, this is a well-known rule. You've known about this rule. This isn't a new rule. Who who drives an hour without even checking to see if the person they want to visit is there? And if they'd have called, they would have known. But the dad was like, nope, you can't come in. So they called the police. They called the police on his parents because they broke the rule of not calling before they came over. That is what so messed up. It doesn't say. It doesn't say. That's kind of where the story I hope ends. they were like, no, Crazy. we're not coming over. Well, technically speaking, they're trespassing. It doesn't matter if they're related. If they call the police because these people are trespassing. I feel like that's obstruction of justice. <clears throat> yeah. Agreed. <laughs> you keep using a lot of legal terms. I don't think you know what they mean. <laughs> Inconceivable. <laughs> so my first theory okay, yeah, yeah, was yeah, yeah. <laughs> the wife suggests, I think we need to come up with some ground rules. <laughs> and the husband thinking, okay, this okay, is a good cool, idea. Cool. <laughs> the first one is no one can come to our house unless they call first. Uh, okay. okay. All yeah, right. Sure. She's a messy housekeeper. And so I think that he got caught in the middle of this and found himself. Do I support my parents or do I support my wife? But it applies to her family. Oh. too. It's not just his family. I get well, it. If her family lives, you know, six states away. Then great. So. It makes it easier. <laughs> yeah. We don't have that context. So I think we don't, but I yeah. don't like them. I just, that, was, that was theory number one. <laughs> Are you defending this? No, but I okay, think it's so that's funny. That's the first question. No, I just want to yeah. make sure that you're not in no, favor. No, no, no. Even if you were, questions. I was going to tell you how you're wrong. So. Yeah. One, I would say, as an in-law, you ought to call and give a heads up. I think, you know what I mean? It's yeah. not like... It's when not Carson like, gets married, you're going to be like, hey, can we come over? Or are you just going to show up at the door? Oh, I'm definitely going to call. Yeah. Oh, I thought definitely. you were going to say, I'm definitely going to show up. <laughs> no, no. It definitely. I just think it's kind of courteous. You know what I mean? It's so, courteous, eh. but there was a time in America where like your door was always open yeah. to family, to friends. Not in Bogalusa. Not in Bogalusa. <laughs> Lock your doors One and your windows. One doors is always open. That's why they're the that's victim the of problem. crime. You're right. Well, I just think that's kind of a lost art. You I, know I what agree. I mean? I that we all don't live in Mayberry. On that. So. No, I know. Or Stars Hollow. and You're all caught up on... Yeah. Few more girls right now. I just started it. So I don't know. I just think if they have driven over an hour, hour and a half, whatever, and they're standing there at your door, 
You have nothing else going on, which we don't know that they didn't. But yeah. why not just let them in? But yeah, this is to their before. defense. You if you do it one time and let it, it, it defeats it. Can you make it really clear? Yeah. Though I mean, they obviously made it very clear by calling the police. Yeah. So this had to have happened before. You don't just make up this rule out of nowhere. Yeah, I bet you. So I bet you the parents are difficult, and they they had they bore a difficult Both child. The whole family sounds kind of yeah. difficult. Have you yeah. seen that? I don't. Gosh, what's the what's the commercial? I think it's uh, progressive. It might be Geico, but they're doing the puns where they're like, "We have an ant problem." Yeah, it's and then uh, it's an insurance company. And then all of a sudden, like this married couple, all the ants are showing up at their house, but it's yeah. A-U-N-T-S. And so they're cleaning like, out yeah. their fridge and stuff. <laughs> expired. <laughs> expired. 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 <laughs> She's looking at the fridge. Well, there's one happy. where the ant is standing on the front porch, like knocking, going, I know you're in there. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, this is like the uh, real life. <laughs> this played out of, that, yeah. of, of what's happening there. But I mean, yeah, you're right. It probably happened because it doesn't say it was when they first got married. It says early on in their marriage. Yeah. So I bet you family was just like showing up all hours of the day. I just can't imagine calling the cops on no, any of my family don't do unless it. something really bad was happening. They, that yeah. it's not worth ruining a family relationship over. Let me guarantee yes, you that they are not coming over. Because isn't anymore. your brother in law a police officer? Ever again. Yeah. Isn't what? your brother in law a police officer? Yeah. Uh, hi, brother-in-law. Yeah, Sheila's on the front porch. Yeah. Can you come? Can you come handcuff her and take he her? He would away? be like, yeah, she uh, should be. Especially there, in so. your case, because your parents are literally your next door. Yeah. <laughs> and they don't come over all the time. Do you feel so. more sorry for the child or oh, for, yeah. for the, the grandchild? I feel bad for the whole situation. Good. There's no <laughs> winners. Yeah. There's no Nobody winners. Won. There's no winners. Nobody yeah. won. But the thing is, the grandchild wasn't even there. The, yeah. The grandchild is the loser. Like in the situation. <laughs> Got him. I said, like she, she, I didn't, no, she lost. She, she lost. didn't get to see the grandparents. She's the one that's not. She guilty. didn't get to enjoy Everyone her else. grandparents being arrested by yeah. her parents. Missed like the whole of this stuff. And she'll happened. never see him again. Oh. Okay, so. but the best part of this whole thing is the person who, like, the lady who calls the police. Wrote she wrote it. the blog post. She did. That's the best part. And she's like trying to get and validation from other people and other right. people. Are that like, comment thread. You're crazy. No, that people were actually in support be... of her. What? No? Yeah, the comments that people had were actually in support of her. Like, yeah, had they they knew the rule, they broke it. Of course, you call the police on them. I That's mean, a silly rule. And then the other ones, like mo most people had to say, was they're sitting there fussing about having driven for over an hour, right? Grandma and Grandpa were like, we drove for over an hour. And they're like, you know, had you called first and followed the rule, you would have known that the granddaughter wasn't even there, so you wouldn't have wasted that time driving over an hour. Well, what sure. if they're just driving over an hour and they happen to be in town? <laughs> I just think a surprise is nice. Here's the lesson. When you get married, you're not just marrying that girl or that boy. Married you're family. marrying their family. Yeah, that's true. Very true. And who's to say, I mean, you guys are making some pretty big assumptions here that the wife is the one who made that rule. Alan is especially. What if it was ah, the husband? Percentages. Either one, they agreed. They both agreed. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. I mean, the it reality all goes is, back to the fall of man in the, yeah. in the garden of Eden. The rule when the woman gave down. Adam Eve the apple. The, yeah. Or whatever the Eve was the problem was. And, and Adam was the weak man in that situation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Allie is very uncomfortable. I Listen, am kidding. You dug at all the boys Somewhat. a couple weeks ago with our weight, so we're going to dig at you about Eve. I didn't say that I was never close to 200 pounds. <laughs> I think that might be one of the best articles we've had so far. It's been a while then. That's, that was a good one. That's insane. I There's mean, a, we could talk more about this. I, people need to let us know. Yeah. Is that crazy or is it Who, not? Who's really at fault? Let us know in the comments. Is it the in-laws? Is it Can the we do wife? Is or is it the, it the husband? The, the grandchild. Oh, the grandchild. <laughs> that's right. I want us to For do an Instagram so poll. For being so dang cute. Yeah. Can or we not do that? being there. Or, yeah. Can we do an Instagram poll? 
Maybe. Yeah, maybe. That would be good. That'd be good. They will have no context though, so they'd be That's like, true. "Why?" <laughs> well, we have to post this with it. We'd be like, "All right, this article, we'll we'll figure that yeah, out." Yeah, we'll figure it out. Let's just pray. Yeah, about yeah, it. we'll figure it out. We'll pray uh, about it. It's the deep dish. The deep dish. The deep dish for today, and your article is a good segue <laughs> into the deep dish here. So, um, I don't remember. Let me see. What was the title? <laughs> I think here's holiday stress. Uh, holiday stress is yeah. the topic and the article that I picked out. And here's basically what it says is a poll that was taken and one in six parents, which really isn't that high, but a, just under 20% people holidays are very stressful. Yep. Um, I think it should be higher than that. But I, yeah, I think mm-hmm. so too. But uh, this poll was taken last nationwide. Year. <laughs> I think it was I only in the area. It, was, it was a little over 2000 people. But it says uh, one in six surveyed in a new national poll. It says it's national. Say they're stressed out. Mothers are twice as likely than fathers to acknowledge and have stress levels during the holiday. So we'll we'll kind of, we'll need to unpack that one here in a minute. So it's one in six. One in five say that affects how much their kids enjoy Mm. the season. So that's, you know, that's not a good thing. When your kids can... Feel the stress. And your dog. One, yeah, and one in four parents say stress is tied to placing unrealistic expectations on themselves to create a joyful holiday. So I think we can all identify with that. You guys have been married for, I know you're not married to each other, but you guys, you've been married for how long? How long have you four been years. Four years. A two. Two? Has it been two? So that, that's well, I good. got scared. I had to think about it. So two years, four years, 20. <laughs> we haven't been married 20 years. Oh, no, I thought you were. No, we've been married 12 years. 12. Okay. 28. Well, there you go. You've got the, <laughs> yeah, the whole spectrum everybody. here. Right yes, that's gamut. right. You were, you were married a little bit later. We were married when we were 12. Um, so we were really Ew. Yes. That's gross. So, um, so give us some examples of how the holidays have been stressful for y'all. And, and this is good because we've got... Been married for two years, four years, 12, 28. We're covering a lot of, Lots of ground. variety. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So so what's been stressful for y'all with the holidays? Well, I think for me specifically for the holidays, it's not necessarily the, um, the events or um, family. I don't, mm-hmm. we, we actually have a really healthy um, system of how to do, do holidays with family. I think for me specifically is work, mm-hmm. um, especially during Christmas time and holiday time. We have a lot of events that specifically at the church happen and being a support ministry that we we have to be at a lot of these things. Yep. And so my time at home during the holidays dwindles quite a bit. And yep. so it's trying to balance that work life and home life, especially during the holidays. And that's a, that's a major stressor. And I, I think the beginning of our marriage that was a big stressor Mm -hmm. uh for us was just trying to figure out like okay i gotta go back to work after dinner and it's like i'm working Mm -hmm. till one in the morning kind of thing yeah um and trying to balance that but now we've we've come down to like okay there's more important things than just work so well that's good so work for you how about ali how about for y'all i think our biggest um like heartbreaking conversations have been over the holidays, like what we're going to do. Michael's family, his immediate family is mostly in Little Rock area, um, but the rest of his family, and he has a small family, and I come from a very large family, and they're all up here. Um, The rest of his family is in Dallas. And so when we first started dating, they don't have like 
very strong traditions when it comes to the holidays and my family does. So we do the same thing every Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving we're a little more flexible with just because we had like 40 people is almost a little too much for your Thanksgiving dinner. And so that's what we're pushing these years. Um, that's a lot. It's a lot. It is a lot. People's houses are seeming to get smaller these days. So (laughs) you're just seeming to get more people. Yeah. Um, but Christmas is a really big deal. Like my parents have also, have always hosted Christmas. Even when my grandparents were alive, they always came to our house. So, um, being at my home on Christmas day is really important to me. And, uh, our first year of marriage, I think, was kind of we had I cried a lot uh, around the holidays just because it was I had to understand that yes, while Michael's family is flexible, it's important for him to spend Christmas Day, even though it doesn't carry any weight. Um, and as far as traditions go, um, it's still important for him to be around his family on the holidays. And so learning how to, how do we balance that? And yeah. I have such a fear. Um, I'm, I'm fearful of a lot of things, but of traveling around the holidays, just weather. And there's, um, a lot of like very depressed people who drink a lot. And so we had lost somebody um, when I was growing up who died in a car accident on Christmas Eve mm-hmm. from a drunk driver. And so those things like haunt me yeah. as we're like on the road and it's 10 PM and I'm just, you know, glued to the. Uh, chair and just hold on to the side of the car <laughs> traveling but um, we've made it work and we're trying to like rotate we spend Thanksgiving um, with one family and then Christmas with the other and I know a lot of people do that and I think that's kind of the the best way we've found it to work um, it hasn't worked right so far just with illnesses and family and COVID all these things get in the way um, so at some point we'll have a really good routine down but we have both learn how to be flexible and communicate emotions Mm -hmm. during the holidays because those are really high. Um, and just explain like what's special to us. And we know at some point that'll change. Like when we, if we're able to have children, when we get to have our own family, all of that changes. So trying to figure out this pattern that works for us in this season of our lives. Yep. You made a good point too, because it changes Mm -hmm. one dynamic changes and you've got to reassess and everything. How about for y'all, James? Oh, goodness. Well, so, you know, I said we talked early on in our marriage uh, because of our premarital counseling about things like the holidays, because for me growing up, um, we didn't live close to family. We were an hour and a half away from the closest family members. Uh, We had like cousins that lived by us, but not people we would, you know, do holidays with. And so as a little kid, what always stressed me out was, you know, loved Christmas morning because you get up early Christmas morning, go into the living room, see all the toys, play with your stuff but it was short lived because we had to pack up and go to grandma's. And so it was always kind of like, okay. And as a little kid, I mean, you just kind of deal with it, but the older you get, the more like, oh, do we have to do this again? And so one of the things Andrew and I talked about, cause by the time we got married, we were both uh, kids of divorced families. And so we just, we knew we weren't gonna, we weren't gonna do. And at that point, you know, we didn't know we weren't gonna be able to have kids, but we hope to adopt now, but um, we weren't gonna do the whole marathon of, Go here, then go there, then go there, and then all like no, we weren't mm-hmm. just weren't going to do that. And so we uh, said, you know, when we got married, this this is what we're going to do. We're going to do Thanksgiving, and also it's worth noting that like Andrea's family, especially after my mom died, our family traditions kind of like broke a little bit. Um, and so our family, my family, wasn't always super good about doing holidays together, or if they were, it was always Sunday at noon well, I work for a church, so I can't do something Sunday at noon because it's an hour and a half to get there. Mm -hmm. And so by the time we get there, it would be over. So we, we didn't get to do a lot of that, but 
uh, Andrea's family is a lot closer. So we had said, we're not going to do this thing of going to your mom's and your dad's. Like we're not, we're not doing that. Especially when we have kids, we're not dragging our kids from here to turn around and, and do something there because it's like, as an adult, you're eating lunch at noon and then eating dinner at three. I'm like, I'm sorry. No, that's, that's just a waste of our time. So we had said Thanksgiving is going to be someone's family. Uh, and my family never did Christmas on Christmas. We always did it like a week later. Um, but again, Sundays. So we said, we're going to spend Christmas Eve with her, either her mom or her dad and whoever we didn't do Christmas Eve with, we're going to do Christmas day with. Mm -hmm. And so we kind of said, that's, that's our rule, right? We're going to do that. Well, I remember the very first time, the very first Thanksgiving after we got married, uh, we were driving somewhere and it was coming up on Thanksgiving and we were talking about the plans. And I said, yeah, we're going to go to your mom's for Thanksgiving. Uh, she goes, oh yeah. And then we have to stop by my dad's. <laughs> and I was like, wait, what? And she's just kind of sitting in the car, giving me that look like, crap, I was hoping you forgot about the <laughs> the conversation that we had. And and the thing is, like, it, it annoyed me for sure. And I was upset about it because I was like, we said together, we decided we're not doing this, you know, but it, it, it was only that one time, you know, and it was kind of one of those things. It was hard for her. Mm -hmm. It was hard for Andrea to do that because she's so close to her family. So it's not easy to set those boundaries. But, like, we said we were going to do it and, you know, we – we stuck to it that first year. We didn't compromise. We said, Hey, we decided as a family, we're not doing that. So we're going to spend Thanksgiving with mom this year. You know, we'll catch you next year. Kind of a thing. Um, a lot of that has become a lot easier for us since we moved because we're not local and, you know, given work schedules and stuff, it's hard for us to travel, you know, three and a half, four hours to go do that for holidays. We just don't, it's not something we're likely to do, but it was great. And I, you know, I'm like, that's, that's kind of cool. I'm kind of with David too, though. Like a lot of the stressors for us have been, with my family, well, you never join us for holidays. You do them Sundays at noon. Mm -hmm. I can't do that. This is my job. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. if you had, if we scheduled the family Christmas on Tuesday at 11 AM, you probably couldn't do it either. Cause you have to go to work. Yeah. I'm like, so don't, don't blame me about the fact that I work for a church and I'm not going to be able to be there by noon. Yeah. Mm -hmm. An hour and a half away from where I live, you know, kind yeah. of thing. There's a lot of factors. I mean, work it obviously impacts all of us. My wife's in the medical field. So actually my role on staff at the church makes me a little bit more flexible because I'm not having to run the cameras and the yeah. sound and the lights and all that kind of stuff. And so, but with hers, she can't be very far from, from her work. And so we're a little bit more tied closely. Uh, when we were younger, um, it was easier because we lived far away from home. I mean, we live yeah. South Korea, When you were Canada. younger, you're experiencing <laughs> what we experience now. Yeah, yeah. So now that we're back here, we've had to really think through everything that you guys did, you know, your first couple of years of marriage. And so, um, yeah, so the dynamics with us is both working full-time, makes it a little bit challenging. Our parents are older. They're having a harder time traveling, uh, things like that. But uh, figuring, yeah, figuring all that out can be stressful. In this poll, here's the here are the top stressors. Um Extra shopping holiday tasks, 31%. That's uh, how they mm. responded, So, which I thought was interesting. But I guess I can understand that. When we were younger, trying to fit budget, especially with kids, and then trying to get stuff for our parents. I think uh, that makes it a little bit easier nowadays, though. Most of the time, it's online. Yeah. It's just the shipping. So yeah. true. Yeah. The stress of this getting This poll was in. taken last year. So, oh. yeah. It's the stress of, I think it's partly the stress of the financial burden. Yes. You know, it's like, oh, you got to buy all this money. You got to spend all this money. Another one underneath it, the household yeah. finances. Oh, yep. yeah. Yep. 30% was keeping family healthy, then household finances at 29%, planning for family gatherings. You got, we talked, that's probably what we've talked mostly yeah. about. 
uh, making special holiday meals. That can be stressful, especially yeah, if you're hosting. Take, well, if you stop making stuffing, then you're going to be fine. Here, keep the yams. That's the cheapest thing you can make. If you are not hosting, help wash the stinking dishes. Yeah. Yeah. When we, we've hosted several times for Christmas, oh my goodness, it mm-hmm. was a full-time job from morning to night. You're either cooking or you're cleaning. Yep. yep. And when your siblings aren't helping with washing the dishes. Gosh, I hate siblings so much. They're terrible. <laughs> yeah. Call them out by name. The last one, criticism from family members about holiday plans. There you go, James. So, yes. <laughs> so we kinda hit, we've hit several of those. Um, so... I think we've talked about the first question I had on here. We've all encountered some of these. Which one jumped out most to y'all? Is there anything you're like, oh, yeah, okay, maybe that one was more of an issue? I was surprised that shopping was number one. Yeah. I felt like that would be a little bit lower mm-hmm. compared to, like, plans and all that other stuff. But I guess I'm not a parent, so I don't know how stressful that can be. Yeah. I mean, it, it can be stressful when you're trying. Like, I'm not a parent, so I'm not trying to speak from that angle. Sure. But it can be stressful because you all, you we all have that at least one person that you have no idea what to get them. Yeah, and they're like, "Well, I don't know what to get this person." Jelly of the Month Club. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> might end up being what happens, <laughs> but you know, so it can be a little bit stressful and like having to go into stores because there's still some things you need to go into stores for, and standing in line for six hours while you wait for checkout and you know all that kind of fun stuff. I mean, yeah. it's just I guess you're talking about Black Friday. No, although yeah, that's always a fun time. Or that's kind of fun to me though, actually. It's not anymore. No. It's not really I've Black never, Friday anymore. It's yeah, they've kind of changed the that. whole month it's now. I'm actually thinking about going to uh, oh, is it Home Goods or TJ Maxx or Marshalls? Going to places like that just to people watch. Well, that's fun too. Yeah, I like people watching. But no, like you go in there to get the like gag gifts or the you're going to pass it around gifts kind of a thing. You know, oh yeah, these are cheap stuff that sometimes are fun. Their stuff is good. But uh, like you're standing in those lines forever to check out. Yeah, yeah. that is true. On a regular day, Home don't yeah. do that. <laughs> yeah, can't imagine. I I think the other thing that might fall into this category when it says like holiday tasks, just like having to decorate mm. and like that side of people pleasing and perfectionism mm-hmm. and having to have it all together for the holidays. I think this might be like the chaos category where all of that falls into. Mm-hmm. That uh, I think that causes a lot of people stress too, just trying to get everything taken care of so quickly, and you know weather affects it or finances or whatever. So mm-hmm. I think that could fall into here. Yeah, absolutely. So here's a question um, for y'all, for all of us, I guess. But um, I began thinking about this topic because I noticed with like Carson and Meredith, they're beginning to wrestle with and trying to figure all that out, and uh, and I could tell you know, that it was hard. They were how we're going to do this and figuring it out. And then that makes it hard on us because then we've got to figure things out with our parents and all that. But what kind of advice would you guys give to newlyweds or, or to a couple that's about to get married? They're engaged and they're figuring all this out, beginning to talk about it. What's the advice that you would give them? I think easy advice would be know each other's expectations on it, specifically on holidays. Yeah. And then compromise on what that's going to be, like James said earlier, making sure you have the conversation and not just expect to be places. Because I know there's a lot of hurt that can happen from that and disappointment Um, and just kind of alleviating that beforehand. Definitely just specifically if we're talking about holidays, just, you know, understanding each other's expectations. David went like a totally deep route with his answer to that question. And what instantly popped into my head was paper plates. 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> Decorative. <laughs> like, paper don't paper. try to do like the, the whole fancy thing with everything polished and spit shined and, you know, like get out to good mm-hmm. China. Like, no, d- just paper plates. Throw them away. That, yeah. that alleviates some of the dish hassles too. Yeah. But that doesn't look cute. I, I mean, listen, the <laughs> other stuff you put around can make it look cute. But like, just, you know, don't try help to yourself, go overboard. Help yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, don't try to go overboard because no one's going to remember next month. I might. Or next week, whether or not they had a meal at your house on, and I'm using paper plates as a silly example, but nobody's going to know. Nobody's going to remember that. They're going to right. remember. I think that's a good example. Coming together, no, it is. they're going to remember the conversation. You know, the conversation. They're going to remember all that kind of stuff. And you know, it's just just may, focus on what's actually important. Mm-hmm. Is that you're with family, you're with friends, you're you're doing this because you want to be together, not. You want to do this because you want to have the prettiest house and make the biggest mm-hmm. impact because nobody's nobody's going to notice. Yeah, nobody's going to remember. Yeah, you know. Yeah, my guess is many newlyweds aren't going to be hosting, but at the same time, it could be. Could be yeah. that mm-hmm. that happened. Uh, yeah, and focus on the relationship side of things. That's good. Anything else you guys would, can think of? I would add in um, just like learning to let loose of people pleasing. Yeah. Um, I think that's kind of what leads into a lot of the. Like it's, it's hard. It was hard for me to tell my parents, like, we're not going to be here for Christmas. It's hard for them to hear it. I'm the baby. And like I said, they've always hosted. And so knowing that you can't do it all. Um, and then learning that both of you are making sacrifices. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, that means that if we're not going to spend the holidays with Michael's extended family in Dallas, then I need to make a point that we find time in our calendar to visit that family in Dallas another time of the year. Um, so just like kind of going out of your way to make sure that that sacrifice is met in some other capacity. Yeah, I think so too. I think that's really good. And that's what we're learning now. Before it was like we were driving down from Toronto and it's like, okay, we're splitting our week in half, three days here, three days here. And we flip who's getting the actual Christmas day and, and who's getting the day after type of thing. So now it does get complicated. Well, do you, have a, do you have any specific advice for those that aren't married? Because our, our viewer and listener base isn't all married people. That's true. So, yeah. like, specifically for stress for them, what do you what do you think is a big stressor for someone who's single? Uh, probably the same thing, depending on their situation. I mean, if they're single and it's just going back to family, their stressors, my guess, are going to be different. Yeah. You know, I mean, just before I got with- married, a big stressor for me was, you know, like, and again, this kind of this kind of stems from, Holidays where I didn't, before I was married, you know, and after my mom died is because my family only did things on Sundays and I couldn't go. Mm-hmm. And so I was alone. Yeah, I was alone for a lot of holidays. And so, um, you know, I say a lot, it wasn't a huge amount of time, but it was like just even holidays in general. It's like, if you're alone, that's kind of stinky, yeah. you yeah. know? And so it's like, all right, cool. Well, it's Thanksgiving and I literally am not going anywhere because my family's going to do it on Sunday and I can't, can't be there, you know? So it, it was just kind of one of those things where it's like, all right, cool. What do I do? You know, am mm-hmm. I going to do the stereotypical thing? And like, all right, it's Thanksgiving. The only place that's open is a Chinese restaurant in IHOP or a waffle house, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, so that's the thing is like, I, this is kind of a piece of advice for them, but kind of not. It's kind of a piece of advice for those people that know people that are single. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Invite them, Yeah, invite them to join you, yeah. you know, ask if they have, you know, ask that coworker that you work with that, you know, isn't married or even if they are married, but they don't have any kids, you know, like know the people around you 
so that you can be sensitive to the, hey, do you have something to do for Thanksgiving? Why don't you join us? You know, for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Why don't you join us for Christmas? Yeah, and you I know, hate to get like too dark on this conversation, but I feel like there's a lot of things that it's a lot deeper than just your typical going places and eating food and yeah. spending time with people. Because I think it brings up a lot of stress on depression and mm-hmm. loneliness. Yeah. And mm-hmm. as you were saying, there's there's a lot of you know hurt in the holidays. Yep. Not just for single people, but for mm-hmm. married people as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And how would you give advice to those people? Man, because I think about it a lot from a parent's standpoint now and maybe at some point a, a grandparent, but I just think um, I I would just say think of the others first, you know. And so if, um, you know, I like your advice for, for opening your home to others, think, uh, think about everyone's circumstances within your family and try to, you know, make some of those accommodations uh, and everything. But um for a single person, if it, if it can't be with family, then then put effort into building a community, be involved in a community, find time to be with them. Um, I don't know if that's answering your question. Well, I'm just say, thinking I would like, do a Friendsgiving yeah. and a Friendsmas. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you're if you are single, because I've done that. Yeah. If you are single and you're not going to be able to be with your family during that time, um, there are others in the same boat as you. Yeah. And there are other people that you know that are in the same boat as you and get over the like weird shyness of not wanting to say it, but be like, Hey, I don't have anything going on this Thanksgiving. Do you just want to, do you guys want to come over to my house and we'll, we'll have a Thanksgiving dinner together. Yeah. You know, we'll make pizza rolls. We'll make, I mean, even go all out and make a Turkey who knows, but like, but you know, do that, be that don't expect someone else to be it for you. I, I say this to people all the time. Whenever I hear him say, well, I came to church. And nobody said hi to me. Cool. Who did you say hi to? Mm-hmm. You know, like, because it, it works both ways. Maybe you need to be the one saying, hey, David, do you want to come over and we'll celebrate Thanksgiving together? Mm-hmm. You know, um, so like be that person that initiates it. Don't expect someone else to initiate it. I think for the um, for the conversation about like holiday grief and depression, what I've observed a lot of people who I know have gone through this around the holidays um, is just the way that they distract themselves. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, they'll volunteer with Salvation Army to ring a bell or Mm -hmm. they'll end up serving every weekend in the month of December or even, you know, around Thanksgiving, whatever it is. And so sometimes distraction, I don't know if this is clinical, but um, (laughs) is a a helpful mechanism. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it also brings another perspective and just different insight. Um, And I don't know, it's almost kind of healing maybe in a way because you are taking a step back from what you would normally do around the holidays. Um, and so you see everything in a new light and, um, you get to observe the little things that bring people joy. Um, I don't know, just from a different side. And so I think sometimes when you open yourself up to that, um, it can kind of be a healing process for some of that holiday grief. Yeah. And I think it's important, like James was saying, it's important to note that if you are going through holiday grief, it's important to note you're not the only one going through these same things. Mm -hmm. We like to put on these facades that we are all put together during the holidays specifically, but it's important for us to kind of meet people where they're at in their grief. Mm Because, I mean, there's a lot of people that have lost loved ones that maybe for the first time this year are going into the holidays really, really depressed. Yeah. Um, and I think it's important for us, especially as the church to meet people where they are and help them in their grief. And like you said, a very practical way to do that is invite them into your family, quote yes. unquote, yeah. for, yeah. for a holiday 
time. And that really helps alleviate the stress of, cause not just because you are going through grief. I, I, I can imagine a lot of people stress about going through grief Yeah, because yep. they're, they're not even in that holiday season, but they're stressing about how they're going to feel during the holiday season. Yeah. In our family, we always would buy like a new game and um, it was just like the family gift at Christmas. It would still get wrapped, but we'd <laughs> have it there. Um, and many a times we have had a friend who was going through a difficult time um, and it's usually around Christmas. And so we'd invite him over and then that way that person, they'll open the family gift. So we had mm. no idea that they were coming, no plans, didn't purchase anything for them. And I know Christmas isn't about the gifts, but when you're the only one in the room who doesn't have anything, that kind of doesn't help the grief that you walked in there with. Mm. So that gift is always reserved for in case somebody shows up that's who good. wasn't expected at our Christmas. Great so idea. that's just like fun little thing you can do. Um, and then, you know, if nobody shows up, somebody from the family can open it. So yeah. One thing that's not on this poll that surprised me is there was nothing said about uh, divisive conversations like politics or critical yeah. family members. I didn't know or, if you wanted to get into that, but we had yeah. some on our yeah. previous week's episode, some good ways to alleviate some of that stress yeah. too. Was that last year at this time? No, last week. Last week. <clears throat> we talked about distrust and stuff, oh, yeah. but we, we also kind of dipped yeah. our, our feet into some politics yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, just set your expectations. Hey, we're not talking about this. I mean, yeah. you know, like with most but people. But what if you want to talk about it well, and other people want to talk about the it? Then you're the difficult Then person. you need to set the ground rules. <laughs> and you and, call hey, the cops yeah. on yeah. your fam. Yeah. Um, you just set the ground rules of, you know, you know, you can't do this, you can't do that. If you do it, we're stopping the conversation. I mean, a lot of families, a lot of families for the most part are going to probably be in, in agreement you know, on what they're talking about because they're family, but you do have those wild, crazy cousins or sisters or whatever, Uncle Joey, that doesn't have the same opinion and they're just going to, you know, start barking and yeah. yada, well, yada, yada. And I think it's important not to make those people feel ostracized. Sure. Like if there's a couple of black sheep um, from the rest of, of the Joey's. table, then I just make sure that they don't feel like they're no longer part of the family. Mm -hmm. right. I think that's the important thing. Yeah. 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 But... Arguing yeah. about politics is no reason to destroy relationships. No, it's no. not. I've made a few phone calls to certain family members that are Beforehand. the ones who, yeah, just mm -hmm. said, look. Here's your this script. Year we're, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're making this about uh, Christmas and about the birth of Jesus. We're not going to make this about the latest political issue. Yeah, yeah I mean, I bet this, these holiday seasons, especially coming out of an election, midterm election is going to yeah. be fun. Every other year, it's either yeah. midterm or it's presidential. Yeah. Yeah. It's like they do it on purpose. Yeah, those jerks. <laughs> Why could we do our voting like over the summer? It's all for the money. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas uh -oh. spending. Yeah. Yeah. There's my theory. Stress. That's yeah. good. <laughs> We're sitting here talking about it. I'm literally just like watching the election results come in because we still don't have the completed results. Yeah. As of okay. now. As, As of, of right current. Now. Yeah. It doesn't. We matter, will though. when this airs. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully we've encouraged somebody for the holidays, yeah. right? Yeah. Any any Ooh. any final thoughts? I just think it's like, been good. It I feel like we we could encourage some people here, but do you have any specific like I don't want to get too like Jesus jukey here, but like scripture or anything that comes to mind that can help someone during yeah. these times? There was two passages that came up in my mind that um that talk about several different things. Even though this one's talking more maybe financial, the passage in Matthew 6, 
where Jesus is saying, uh, therefore I tell you, don't worry about your life and you will, uh, what you will eat or what you will drink or about your body, what you will wear. Uh, isn't life more important than food and the body more important than clothing? Consider the birds of the sky. Uh, they don't sow or reap or gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. So for those that are, are dealing with the financial struggles, one, I think most kids, their memories are of playing with cousins and playing board games and having great time with family. Mm -hmm. That's my memories. And mm -hmm. so if you can't afford uh, the best gifts or whatever else, sometimes simple is best anyways. And so don't worry about those things. Mm -hmm. um, and so that was one of them. When, and then another one's just fear because uh, anxiety typically comes from thinking of the worst case scenarios, yeah. which yeah. hardly ever happen. Um, but we, but we always, we always go there. Right? right. And so we think of the worst case scenario. And actually I found a quote that was from Corey Tim Boone. I don't know if you guys know who she is, but mm -hmm. she's written a couple of books that were great. And, uh, she was, uh, one of those leading stories that came out of the Holocaust and, and, and all that. And so she has a quote that just says, or this was something that she would say to herself when she was feeling a lot of anxiety. Worry is an old man with bended head carrying a load of feathers, which he thinks are lead. Hmm. And uh, basically what she was saying there is our, our anxiety. We, we, we take something small in our life and we typically make it into this huge thing. And most of the things I worry about tend not to unfold that way. And so, uh, and it's just kind of going back and just trying to be a little bit more realistic with your own expectations and uh, and just you know making sure that uh, yeah that you you have an accurate account of what and that's that is just and, worry about just Christmas holiday stuff not necessarily worry about yeah I would hate to think that someone would see hear that and think that their worries and anxieties aren't necessarily valid valid yeah um, right. but the fact that there is hope yeah mm -hmm. yeah they may they they're valid they just don't need to necessarily carry the weight. Yeah, that you're placing on them. One of my favorite Psalms is 50, uh, Psalm 56, three and four. When I'm afraid, I, I will trust in you and God who, uh, whose word I praise and God, I trust, I will not be afraid. Uh, what can mere morals do to me? If you're always worried about what people are thinking is my home as nice as their home, you know, whatever the dynamics may be, just Focus your relationship on God. He's the one that we're, we need to be trying to please and, and don't worry about what others are thinking. And so that may be easy to say and hard to put in practice, but I think this is a good reminder. Mm -hmm. All right, guys, well, tell us what you think. We want to hear what stresses you out with the holidays, or if you got some advice, give that advice. I think and don't forget to tell us if you think that mom was right. Mom oh, yeah, right, right for calling the police. Yes, absolutely. Y'all have a great week, and uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. Happy Thanksgiving. And like and subscribe and share. And share. And comment. Yep, and rate. <laughs> All those things. Bye. Okay, bye. Take care.